You're listening to the two dumb users. Fuck the fucking fuckers. And I don't know. I mean, it was really delicious food. And I, uh, matter of fact, I don't even like know what most of it was. It was that it was, it was like made so good that you don't even know what was, what it was that you're reading. However, Mike was, uh, I don't know. There was these tortillas. There was, uh, these chicken, this bruschetta chicken. It was like all really good. It was this food that, that you would get if you went to a restaurant. However, I, um, you know, my stomach, my stomach is paying for it today, Mike. So thank well, you. You're, you're welcome. But your stomach thanked me last night. I don't know what the fuck that means, but Hey, welcome to the, oh, two wait a, yeah, that, that wasn't seven seconds. Uh, was it seven seconds? I oh, this is know. driving me nuts already. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I shouldn't have told you. I should uh, not have told you. Well, we were def- That was definitely longer than seven seconds. I hope it was. I that should was not have told you because I knew you were going to do this. Well, if you wouldn't have told me, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have told you. You would have done a thing. You would have I would have talked about. Listen, you've been so good. You're, you're always, always trying to push the envelope. I'm not pushing the envelope. I'm just talking about the food and the shits that it gave me. And I, I don't. I, I think that I've talked about the about it longer than seven seconds. As long as you didn't say the f word, we're good. I didn't say the f word. Oh seconds. no, no, we're good then. So there you go. Welcome to the two dumb yenzers, everybody. <laughs> This Welcome is episode everyone. 269. It is the first day of spring. It doesn't feel like it. And apparently by the new guidelines that we're going by, I cannot drop the F-bomb the first seven seconds of the show. That's the rules. That is the rules, and mm-hmm. you are going to follow them. <laughs> and you know what? I, I don't usually drop the F-bomb the first seven seconds. but You now don't. That- you always wait. But today, you're just... You just went all out. I'm like, this guy's killing me. You did this on purpose. I know you did. Mm. Like a child. I, I, You know what? It was at least 10 seconds. I went on and on about the food and the diarrhea. and um, anyway. <sighs> anyway, hey guys, did you guys see that next year, 2024, 2024 PPG Arena will be hosting the first, a first and second round of the, um, the NCAA tournament next year? This I do believe that I'm going to at least go to one of these rounds because it is such that you go and you sit there all day and drink beer and just watch all these good basketball teams. And um, who knows, you might see a top a top seed get knocked out, such as Purdue, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. But I think, I think, I think, I think at this point that I'm going to go. You should. You should. At this point. You know, well, Derpy can drive us. He can be our DD. Derpy, you want to drive? Pass. Oh, first he falls asleep on the board. Then he says pass. Oh, pass. Is that that what you said? You didn't say pass, did you? He he said pass. No, he said yes. Oh, he said yes. I don't know. No, I I can't. I'm not even allowed or can't drive. That's all right. Because of the health concern. I mean, you know, that's, gonna, just, that's just a technicality. Okay. Yeah, we, can mean, work you, around, you we can work around. We can work around that. Yeah, we can work around it. We'll we can work it around that. We'll make this work somehow for us. <laughs> it's all about it's all about Mike and Ryan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, did you uh I don't know, was there any there wasn't there any sports over the weekend, was there? Uh like you know, no big moves were made, nothing, nothing exciting happened. 
you know, I, I do want to talk in, in um, extensively about the free agency and about the Steelers and about things that are going on. But, but I, I do want to start just to get it out of the way because I don't want to go on and on about it. I want to talk about this college basketball real quick because we are eliminated. So this is going to be it. You may hear a little bit every now and then. We got Derpy's going to make his predictions and um, things like that. But I just want to, I, I want to knock this out, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of things happened <laughs> because when we left Friday, Pitt hadn't played its game against uh, Iowa State yet. Mm-hmm. And we went and we played Iowa State almost, uh, we played in the evening that day. But did you guys see this? This I, I want to start off real quick about the Cyclone Larry. <laughs> Derpy, do you see Cyclone Larry? I I'm not even sure what you're referring uh, to. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Um, but the, this guy Cyclone Larry, now he's involved with Iowa State in some capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, he gets on last week prior to the game, and he says this pit team is garbage. They don't even belong in the same arenas that we do. We are going to kill this team. If we don't, I will tase. I will tase my nuts on, on a live stream. And he said this probably out the, you know, out the back of his ass. Well, anyway, Pitt beats them 59 to 41. Don't tell me they did it. Well, no. So immediately after the game, me and many other people, we, we go over to Cyclone Larry's tweet. And we start all responding. Time to tase your nuts. You know, everything like that the whole way. And it went on for, I mean, there was thousands, thousands, thousands of people tweeted this. And uh, he finally gets on a couple hours later. He's like, you know what? This is the worst day of my life. And people were on my Twitter encouraging to make it an even, an even worse day. So it was funny. And everybody just kind of kept going at him, going at him and everything. But to, to this point, I'm following up on his, his tweets. And you know what? He has not yet shaved his nuts. So tased. I do encourage anybody, anybody. Tased, tased his nuts. Tased, tased your nuts. But the Pitt Panthers, they did. They played Iowa State on Friday. Pitt wins 59-41. This game was amazing because, you know what, this team was so good, this Iowa State. Pitt jumped up 22-2, to 22-2 two, to, two to start this game. <laughs> and then afterwards, the, the Cyclone Larry and the coaches and everybody, I mean, it was the whole entire organization. They were going on and on about the, um, about the rims being unjust. Um, there, there, our rims worked fine. Their, their rims were loose. Then at <laughs> halftime, when they went to adjust them, they loosened their rim on the other side and tightened. Uh-huh. Our, it, it was this whole thing. Every excuse that you could think of. I, I, I love it. I love it when other teams make excuses for being molly whopped. And he, and he was molly whopped. And, and here's the thing: this team, like, I, there's only been. Uh, let me see. Where is it at? They were held to 41 points, which is tied for fourth lowest by a higher seed in the shot clock era in college basketball, which was 1986. No higher seed besides three other teams, four other teams, have ever been held to only 41 points. He goes, and then the Cyclone Larry goes on, the Psycho Larry, I'm going to call him this, and he goes on and on talking about the, um, uh, we're a team built for the Final Four, we, we, it's embarrassing to lose to this pit team who's happy with getting in and winning one or two games. We're, we're built to go all the way. We're, we're, we're a championship team. I, I, for one, don't even know anything that Iowa State has ever done, to be honest with you. Exactly. I mean, this is putting Iowa State on the map to be, to, in my opinion, the Cyclone Larry. Yeah. Um, I mean, they haven't done nothing in football. They obviously haven't done nothing in basketball. No. So what are we talking about here? 
this this guy's a nut. He's a nut. And you know what? <laughs> the funny thing about him, and then as I followed on and on, and um, I noticed over the day, you know, he's picking all these teams, and every team he picks loses. He's like, all right, I'm jumping on this bandwagon, and that team loses. And then he goes, okay, all right, I'm jumping on this bandwagon, and that team loses. And it was just so crazy. It was you almost couldn't have written it any better. And he's going on and on. Then all day at the end of the day, he puts this text up, he, this message up. He was like, he's like, well, you know what? I don't even like basketball anyway. So you know what? Cyclone Larry, I think this is hilarious. I think that you should tase your nuts. Even if you don't tase your nuts, maybe have, I, I don't know, a transvestite come shave your nuts or something. You know what I mean? To make it not as painful, I would do something like that. But there you go, Cyclone Larry, everybody. Um, then also, oh, God. I that love night. It. Get a tattoo that says Iowa State sucks. There you go. Yeah. And then Penn State plays. And I thought, here was my, here was my thing going into the weekend. Uh-huh. Penn State beats Texas, and Pittsburgh beats I or beats mm-hmm. Iowa beats whoever the hell we play next. Xavier. Yeah. Then they would end up playing each other this uh-huh. coming week, either Thursday or Friday. <laughs> the Pitt Panthers would play the Penn State Nittany Lions. So I'm following. You know, Pitt wins this game, so I'm following Penn State. They were up by one. I'm texting Mike. Mike, get on. You know, watch this game. It's crazy. Penn State's going to win. They're up by oh, one. They're they're up by three. I was snoozing. Both teams gabagood. They fumble the bag. They did fumble the bag. Then they end up getting on. Uh, they they lose. They lose seventy one to sixty six. And I was discouraged. And I thought, geez, I don't, I don't know if we can beat this Texas team. They look. I mean, they look damn yeah. good. So the next day comes around. We get Sean Miller, of course, who is from right here in the Valley, and also was a player for Pitt back in the early nineties, and now the coach Xavier. Um, I knew this team was going to be good because his family. He comes from this fundamentally sound family when it comes to basketball. They were really good in the 90s. The high school that he went to, I mean, they, they won state championship after state championship there for a while. I knew this was going to be a good coached basketball team. And you know what? They didn't upset this, this Xavier team. I don't know if either of you guys seen the game. We lost 84 to 73. However, we were down by a lot more. And, yeah. and this score really made it look like a better game than it was. There was no point in this game that I thought that we... Um, every, time, every time we had a chance... We just didn't capitalize. We, we just yeah. didn't capitalize. We come down. We needed a basket. We, we bricked it. They were making everything. We were missing everything. It was one of them kind of games. And at the end of the game, you thought to yourself, you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. We just had a, a not so great game. Um, I got to say the defense was looking a lot better, guys. Uh, they brought the, the, uh, the twins from Spain, the freshmen, into play. And... Um, Federico Federico was out, Mike. He was out both of the games. Yeah, I saw he was out. Yeah, they That's tried huge. to they attempted to, to play him at one point, but uh, you know what? These guys they played really good defense. They had a number of blocks over the weekend. They're going to be a part of the team coming up next year. Them mm-hmm. along with Blake Hinson, a couple other guys. So I think this team is going to be good moving forward. You have the five seniors that graduated: Mikey Sabandi, uh, Jamarius Burton, N- Nellie Cummings, Greg Elliott, and Aiden Fish. Them five guys are, are going to be gone, but the team that we do have at this point and then bringing in some, you know, we should still be, you know, good enough. Good enough. Yeah. Um, good enough. Good enough. Hopefully that will, you know, would be work, for, you know, work for them because, you know, Pitt was, you know, they were moving in the right direction this yeah. year. Like they will help a lot further than anyone thought they would. Jeff Cable really did an amazing job with these kids. Yeah. He, he did. He brought these guys. None of these guys knew each other at the beginning of the season. They all kind of came in as transfers and this and that, and he threw mm-hmm. it together. And you know what? They got within a game of the Sweet 16. Uh, somebody jumps on my back on Twitter yesterday. They said, 
<laughs> embarrassing. And I just basically said, not really. We were picked to finish second to last in the ACC. Here we are one game from the Sweet 16. I mean, I would say that a team like Purdue at the number one losing. It's more embarrassing. Absolutely. Oh. And here's the funny thing about that real quick, guys. That FDU team that beat Purdue, Pitt beat them earlier this year, 83 to 61. Yeah. We beat this team by 22 points. And this is the team that came out and beat Purdue. Yeah. So, I mean, Pitt belongs. And that's what I think a lot of the argument is. People in Pittsburgh right now, we're just, you know, we, we belong. The team belongs in here. They belong where everyone says that they aren't. And, that, and that's it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset that they're not continuing on. I'm not upset that we didn't win the championship. I'm just saying that this team belongs. They belong yeah. when people thought that we didn't. And, uh, you know, we made a good run at it. You know, they Derby, did their best. They did their best. Derby, there's zero. Zero brackets. I know. Zero. 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 Zero brackets left intact. There's two on the women's side. <laughs> Are there really? Yeah, that's it. That's, all that's, that's wild. Left. I mean, the crazy upsets this year, the, the, it's, it's out. I, I, I mean, every year it's crazy. And I say this every year, but uh, this has been a lot of fun this season. I, I really, truly enjoyed this. Maybe because of Pitt's success a little bit more than usual. But was that uh, a new, is that a new coach? Who, uh, yeah, Jeff Cable from North Carolina. Dude, that, he, he was from Duke. Duke, Duke I'm sorry. He, he, he's been there for a few years now. Yeah, and it's got we got better every year. Yeah. Every year he's been here. Um, also, a couple side notes before we move on. Nellie Cummings reached 1,500 points this weekend, and also Jamarius Burton reached 1,500 points in his college career. Also, congrats to those guys. And, um, you know, hey, thanks for the ride. Whatever you guys do the rest of the way out, I wish you all the best. And, I said it was a lot of fun. So here's a lot, what of, do. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Looking at the 16 I left, though, this. Well, I'm going to give you the 16 real quick. Like I said, I'm not going to go on and on with this college basketball. I'm, 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 I'm over it, and I'm ready for football. So <laughs> let me give you this uh, Thursday's games. We have Michigan State, who is seven, <laughs> uh, Kansas State, three, number eight, Arkansas, number four, Yukon. Number nine, Florida Atlantic. Number four, Tennessee. Number three, Gonzaga. Number two, UCLA. And then on Friday, number five, San Diego State. Number one, Alabama. Number five, Miami. Number one, Houston. 15, Princeton. Six, Creighton. And finally, three, Xavier and two, Texas. Uh, Derpy, you want to go ahead and take a stab at a Final Four? All right. All right. Who you got, man? And, and take a little bit more serious this, this time. Don't take Oral Roberts over Duke. What's <laughs> well, that? An you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. What do you got? Well, the only team that I'm supporting right now that's left is UCLA. UCLA. Okay. So you're taking UCLA over Gonzaga, and the winner of that will play the winner of Arkansas and UConn. I'm going to go Arkansas. So you're going to take Arkansas over Gonzaga or over UCLA? No, yeah, UCLA over Gonzaga, Arkansas over UConn. Okay, and then the um, who do you want in Arkansas and UCLA? I want. Hmm. It's only an hour. I'm going to go Arkansas just because. <laughs> I'm going to go Arkansas as much as I want UCLA. And I'm going to go Arkansas just because. Okay. Uh, SEC. Then- all right, then more, uh, Michigan State versus Kansas State. 
Michigan State. And Michigan. Bias name to Tom Izzo. And then Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Tennessee. So Tennessee and Michigan State. Who do you got out of that? I'm going to go Tennessee. All right, Tennessee. So on one side of the bracket for Final Four, you have Tennessee versus Arkansas. Those are going to be two half one half of your Final Four. Uh, we're going to jump over to the other side, San Diego State and Alabama. Bama. Um, Princeton, Creighton. Creighton. Creighton, Alabama. Bama. Okay. And finally, Miami-Houston. That's a tough one. That's going to be a real tough one. We'll come back to that. And Xavier in Texas. I'm going to go Xavier. Xavier. Now we're going to jump back. Miami and Houston. I'm going to go. This is a real tough one because both teams are great. Let me put it this way. We played Miami twice, and their game is pretty much a splitting image of the Pitt Panthers. It really is. We we won by two, and we lost by one. Fine. I'm going to go Houston then. Houston. All right. So Houston and Xavier. Who do you have winning out of Houston and Xavier? Houston. All right. So your final four is this. We'll do the game start back up on Thursday. Mike will do your final four tomorrow. We'll do my final four Wednesday, and then we'll go into the weekend and see how we do. This is Derpy's final four right here. Tennessee at in Arkansas and Alabama and Houston, Alabama and Houston. So that's a one, a one, a four. And what is Arkansas? An eight. So four Tennessee, eight Arkansas, one Alabama, one Houston. That is Derpy's final four. And whoever is the furthest from the true final four gets their nuts tased on live stream. Bring it, boys. We have to wait till after seven seconds. But you know what? After that seven seconds, we're going to have fun, fellas. It is going to be a blast. (laughs) Oh, I should not have told you the seven second now. Uh, anybody else? Anything on the college basketball before we move on? God, I'll no. say this about Purdue. Okay. This this is what happens when conferences are biased to you know their top team. Yeah. Purdue yeah. is a perfect example. And boy, weren't they? Weren't they really? They they went on and on and on about this team. I mean, don't get me wrong; this team was really good, and that big man was something special. But um, you lost to a sixteen. You know. They've done it the last three years. They've choked. And, you know, when we just talked about last week, I believe the trivia before we left for the weekend was it was only it only happened one time. Yeah. In tournament history, the Virginia loss, the uh, one to 16, and it happened the very next day, the very next day. Yeah. You couldn't make this up. So there you have it, everybody. we got Derpy's final four pick in. We will get Mike tomorrow. We'll get mine on Wednesday. We'll see how we do. And there will be tasing to be had. Uh, guys. Uh, football 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 yes yes that's what i'm talking about it's only in the thumbnail and the title let's do this yes yes uh i woke up saturday morning apparently other people were up when it happened but i missed it the big signing over the weekend guys help me with the with the gentleman's last name isaac i figured one of you two would be better at this than i am 
Siumalu. Siumalu. Let's go with that. We'll go with that one. Um, this guy we signed Mike from Philadelphia. I like three, it. A three-year deal. I can't find. I haven't found anybody who has not liked this yet. As a matter of fact, everybody is just blown away how uh, effective and how proactive and how much effort that Omar Khan and Andy Weedle is putting into this particular part of the offseason free agency. Mike, the, the new season started over last week, and, and these guys have not stopped working around the clock since, have they? They have not. This this two-headed monster of mm. Omar Khan and Andy Weedle, oh, it, you know, it begins and ends on the line, and the offensive line was so weak, they beefed this bad boy up. And oh. these guys just aren't just big, you know, road-grading monsters at Simololo. He can actually he he's a damn good pass blocker as well, mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna. He played what most of his time at um, left guard or is it right guard? Right guard, I believe. It, or yeah, either way, he's gonna switch guards position because you're gonna keep James Daniels. I believe he was the right guard. We're gonna keep him there. Yeah, right guard. They both played right guard, and I think Isaac's gonna shift out the left. And I think that that might help out Dan Moore because if they don't upgrade the tackle position and go with Dan Moore for one more year, I think him out there it will help him. This guy, you know, he played phenomenal on that that Eagles line. That Eagles line was just deadly. And we get this big big bastard. I, I'm loving it. I, I'm loving the building of the offensive line, and I'm just loving the the entire free agency linebackers week. Guess what? We're gonna bring in two. We're changing our philosophy. Yeah, I'm we not lost still... a starting corner. Guess what? We're gonna get a starting corner. You know, we're plugging in holes so when they go into the draft, they don't have to reach to get a right. guy. You know you what know, I like about I'm this? I'm liking their philosophy. These two are just working well together. In the past, has the Steelers been guilty of this or not? <laughs> you see a hole. They see a hole. There's an obvious problem in a position that that we need to change. And the answer that you would get from the Steelers would be, well, you know, we we we're we're um, confident in the guys that we have. Uh-huh. Blah blah blah. Well, that's such a that 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 is done. You can yeah. see the way that these guys operate. You can see what these guys did to build this Philadelphia Eagles team. Th- this is the new way. You have to move with the times. You can't sit there and say we're confident. If you're not confident, shit or get off the pot because this is what happens. You're going to sit on your ass for seven seasons, and not win playoff games, while looking with teams with like Philadelphia, what they're accomplishing. You have to you have to adjust in this Omar Khan and the, this Andy Weedle guys. They are the, the I, I I haven't been this excited at free agency time maybe my whole life. Uh me either. I I you know last year you know that we were active in free agency more than more than we have been in past. Yeah. This year I I feel it's kind of like the similar path of like under Kevin Colbert of waiting and then signing, but. The, Usually under Colbert, they would have been fine going in with the offensive line we had. They would have been fine with thoughts. Right. But they're like, no, no, we want more. It's not we, fine. we need more on there. They would have been linebackers. Okay, we could have kept Miles Jack, get rid of Devin Bush, bring someone else in. Omar Khan's like, no, I didn't like the way either played. Guess what? You're both out. We're bringing two Love new guys. It. In. You can't, a GM can't be afraid to say, hey, one year was, a, you know, this was a mistake. We're getting rid of it in year one. After year one, we're going to correct this mistake. I like that active GMs, man, that aren't afraid to admit their mistakes and move on. And, you know, last year in free agency, Omar Khan didn't get to do anything. 
it was still Kevin Colbert. Right. Only thing Omar Khan did was he extended what um Deontay Johnson. That was his big move. Yeah. And reason I don't think they're gonna get rid of Deontay, he has a nineteen million dollar dead cap. So if we cut them, trade them, that's nineteen million dollars you're going to eat. So they'll probably hold on them to at least one more year, then move on from them there if it doesn't work out. Because Omar Khan seems like a kind of guy. Something's not working out. Guess what? You're gone. I We're agree. Figure something else out. And, and you know what? I, I wouldn't. I, I love have it. a problem with the with G, DJ staying. Mike, he just needs to stop doing what it was that he yeah. did, did last year. I mean, I mean these things that we saw, they were actually uncharacteristic. You didn't see him running back toward the ball three, four yards. You didn't see him, you know, those kind of it, things. It, he he has to get it right up here. Yeah, it exasperated last year. It's like, well, who was this guy? Yeah. We saw it a little bit, but we didn't see it a whole bunch yeah. this time here. And, you know, Deontay, you know, look at his numbers, man. He's 680 yards, 923, 1,100, 800. Not a bad production. It's just get it together. But we're going to see, you know, don't, don't be surprised if – the Steelers take a wide receiver. I'm looking at like the fourth round, fourth round, or the third round. They might take a wide receiver. I think that's how the draft is setting up. Where your I first mean, two picks in any particular I'm order, need a tackle, they're not getting a free agent receiver. They're going to get a tackle or a, a corner in round one. If they get a free agent receiver, it's going to be a lower, lower tier player who can play special teams. And your boy you Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen field, went man. to the Panthers over the weekend too. I seen Derp. Yeah. Adam, um, Adam, Adam, if I don't have a true number one next to me, Thielen, I can't do anything. His entire career, he's had Stefan Diggs, one of the best receivers in the league, and Justin Jefferson, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league. So what has Adam Thielen done without those two? Hollins is gone too. Who's gone? The, the the receiver I suggested on the weekend before we went to the weekend, Hollins. Hollins, yeah. I you know this if they get anyone, it's gonna be that Miles Boykin type. They're, they're, they're looking oh, for special teamers the players. Then on the offense, then. You, why you have you have your two number you have your top two receivers and you, yeah they have their top two receivers. They're not getting anyone else. If they do, maybe a slot receiver. DJ's not a two. Well, DJ this way. Let, let me let me let me intervene if I may. George Pickens is coming back in a second mm-hmm. season. I think he's going to be more productive. Why is he going to be more productive? Because Kenny is working with them. Kenny is working on his his pocket presence, and Kenny now has somebody that he could feel a little bit more comfortable blocking his back. And and, and I think continuing in the draft and things things are going to get a little bit better in the sense of the offensive line, which it already has tremendously. I think those things go into um account also we have to consider you know what if this calvin austin comes along and you know he he becomes a a productive player in this offense you know and i'm not saying that you know i mean people are looking for tyreek hill that's fine and dandy if he is but if he's not at least have a guy that, that, that you know runs uh patterns out in the slot just doing different things like this another thing if Deontay Johnson comes into this season and plays like he did last year, I'll lose my mind. So there's, there's, in my mind, something has to happen, whether it be within his own mind, with his coaches, the players around him, they have to correct these problems with Deontay. So I think by default, things are going to start getting better in the passing game. Now, do you do you think, you know, if you if you brought in an Adam Thielen, let's say for an example, where where, where is he going to be in the depth chart? I mean, he's going to be at least three, maybe at four. Least. He'd be third because there's there's no way he's supplanting 
Pickens, there's no, no way he's supplanting Deontay Johnson. I mean, they're committed on our, on our depth chart. The thing about Deontay, I mean, they, they're, they're committed to him. And at this point, you know, they, 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 they like Mike said, he has a lot, he's, there's a lot of money things going on. And I think that Deontay just has to get it right in his head. He wasn't terrible up until this. I mean, he was, despite putting up decent numbers. Decent, My thing is that, do you know how many times they threw it up to Pickens just because Deontay couldn't be, be that guy? Which is, you know, I mean, and, and you could do that with a luxury like Pickens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You have a Deontay Johnson 5'10", or I'm going to, for my jump balls, I'm not throwing him the jump ball. I'm throwing my jump ball to my bigger I, I, I don't disagree, and I don't agree with you in a sense, Darby, because I don't think that it's going to be the same results as last year. I think the results are going to be better this year. I think things are, you know, you know and, and, and if these coaches work hard, it's a trickle down effect. And what you see with the GM and what they're doing now, the coaches aren't going to want to fail. They're not going to want to come out there and lay an egg this season. So they're going to be on these guys. Let's, you know, getting game plans, getting, I think we're on a good path. Um, the, the, the receiver that we're thinking of, I just don't know if we're going to get him this year, Derby. I just don't know if we're going to get, I don't know if he's out there. Um, let me give you a quick because you would need you would need a receiver to replace Deontay Johnson as right. your like number one. And I just and don't I, I don't see anybody in the free. None agency. of them. Yeah, they're not. Deontay Johnson's disgusting. a damn good route runner. He averages five touchdowns a year. Eight, you know, close to a thousand yards a year. He's an electric over, player. It, you know. Let me give you a little example with Darius ever? Slay. No. <laughs> Darius Slay. Of course, we all respect him. Darius Slay came out with his top five NFL receivers, guys. Listen to this. Uh, Justin Jefferson being one. Te- uh, Terry McLaurin from Washington being two. C.D. Lamb from Dallas being three. Deontay Johnson from the Steelers, number four. And Chris Olave from New Orleans being number five. <laughs> Guys, I mean, this, this is a pretty good um, a pretty good cornerback. And if he sees that in him, I, I mean, there's got to be something there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he matched up against him in coverage. I would think Darius Slay would know what he's talking about. And you gotta understand, I'm not I hope. I, I'm not sticking up. I'm not putting my neck out for Deontay Johnson. I I I had it up to here with him last season. Oh, I, I was the first I think one. We all did put my foot on his ass and just but you know what? At this point, uh, Derby, I, I just I, I don't know if there's anybody even you know a left that's in a free agent pool that, that's worth making that move. I don't think that we're in position to go after that guy in the draft. As Mike said, we might go after a fourth rounder if we're lucky. I just think the situation has to get better, and, and he's got to recognize it about himself. It started rocky last year. He he skipped out on a football camp or something. Then it, from that point on, it seemed to snowball with DJ. I just hope that it doesn't happen this year. Let's let's get back on track. Put up you know semi decent numbers. Let mm-hmm. Pickens do his thing. Let's run the ball more, which opens up the passing game, which we're going to be able to do because the lines uh, you know improved. I think things are going to get better by default. Do I think Deontay, John, Deontay Johnson is going to get heads and shoulders better? I don't think he's going to get heads and shoulders better. He just has to play good football. And you know what? That's what you're getting paid a lot of money to do. Look look for A.T. Perry if he's available there in that third or fourth round. I'd say he's a, another big-bodied receiver. He's like 6'4". I, if he's sitting there that late, he would be a great value pick right there and someone to eventually down the line replace Deontay. I mean, who do you, would you have anything, anybody in mind? And I know last week that you were saying Adam Thielen, and, and who's the other fellow that you just mentioned? I'm sorry. Derby? I like when Derby goes on these snack breaks. I wasn't on snack break. I was looking at something. 
Who was the guy? Who was the guy that you just mentioned that you said that you you mentioned the end of last week? Collins, Matt Collins. Matt Collins. I believe he went to. I forget what he went to, but I know he's signed with someone. He signed with Elena. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there is there realistically anybody out there at this point, guys? Walking. Sammy Walking. Where's he? Where was he out? Where was he from? Oh God! He, he, was ball- he was Kansas City in Baltimore oh, last year. Okay. Yeah. He's still out there. He's still yeah. out there. Might as well go with Julio Jones. Robinson from Baltimore still out there. How old is Julio Jones? I mean, Julio. Yeah, I mean, he's this is like very 34, productive. 34, he, 34. There, I, I don't. Drama know. queen uh, Odell's still out there. Mm. Mm, I take Odell. Odell got. He has some production. Funny thing is a. Uh, What's his name? Just mentioned it today that he wants to see Odell on the team. Wants to on the team? He wants to see him on the Steelers. Who does? Who does? I really Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> Pac-Man Jones has become like the biggest Steeler fan ever. Yeah. Ever ever since All he stopped playing against them. Well, you no. see him on Pat McAfee, he's always talking him up. Really? Yeah. Dan. Dan. Uh... From Get Up ESPN, I forget his name. Oh, Dan Orzlowski. Yeah, I want to see OBJ on the Steelers. Um, you know what? If you bring him in for a one-year deal, and you kind of keep him under wraps, yeah, I wouldn't be a, a totally against it. I mean, he, you know, he could definitely. Because we need a vet. We we need a vet. You don't need a vet. That's why you have coaches. That's why you, like they have so... positional coaches. They've been there, done that. It, you know, Deontay's not young. No, he's inconsistent, though. So he knows what it takes to be a pro, though. And he's a hard worker. He's, you know, he's not a. I don't. The man who scored a touchdown last year. Oh what? Oh wow! Every good shit he happened. Didn't score a touchdown last year. All shit happened. happened. Look, look at his look at his quarterback play. Hey, everybody else got touchdowns. Don't even start on Kenny. Score one sticking touchdown in 16 weeks or 18 weeks. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's still ranked as one of the the best route runners in the league. Teams, (laughs) you know, they they know what he – Darius Slay, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, is saying he's a good receiver. I think he knows more than us. Let me ask you this, Derby. Um, Prior to this conversation, we had – mentioned the um the turnover at the linebackers just briefly earlier in the show and and you sounded like that you weren't uh so happy with the new group of linebackers what what was did you have something from that that you wanted to say before we move on i I just i like jack a lot because he make plays in the middle i like jack too interceptions (laughs) I mean, they had no forced fumbles, no, no fumble recoveries, no interceptions, no splash plays in the middle. That's that, that's not good. Um, here's yeah, one for you. Go ahead, I do like the new. I do like the new uh, linebackers that we added in free agency, though. Listen to these numbers. If anybody wants to know what what uh, the difference is between Holcomb and Bush, let me give it to you this way. A lot of them were pretty close, but but hear me out real quick. These are the differences between Devin Bush and Cole Holcomb, um, in forty eight games. 48 games, okay? Maybe because of injury. They've both been in the league the same amount of time. All right. So, Bush has four sacks. Holcomb has four and a half. Okay, well, we're not going to get the big sack from this guy. Bush has 13 tackles for losses. 
Um, Holcomb has 15 tackles. Okay, so, I mean, that's not that different. QB hits, 10 and 9, roughly the same. Interceptions, 2 and 3, roughly the same. Get this, though. 173 tackles, 239. 173 tackles, 239 for Holcomb (laughs) in the same amount of games. Think of that for a second. That's almost 70, 70 tackles more in the same amount of games played. Not bad. That is big. That's definitely an upgrade. He has a touchdown. Holcomb does. Bush had no touchdowns. Holcomb had one more interception, a half more sack, two more tackles for losses, same amount of QB hits, 70 more tackles. I think that's big. No, it's huge. Um, Malik Reed. Malik Reed off to Miami. Not a loss whatsoever. The... Wow. Well, yeah. That was a great trade, fellas. That was absolutely a great trade. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know you, what? You look at it like before he came here, he had some, he was putting up some pretty good numbers as yeah. a backup out there in, in Denver. Denver. And, you know, they, we had no depth on the outside. And, you know, TJ Watt did what TJ Watt does and get hurt. And you got to do what you got to do. Oh, you're, yeah, you're that's right. Another we, reason I wish we could get another edge because of TJ getting hurt all the time yeah yeah because right now there i there is what still kind of like talks with bud dupree and they can Mm -hmm. get him on the cheap i don't mind bringing him back (laughs) yeah for a snickers bar i I can tell you that right now definitely gonna get hurt he always does i say we bring back bud (laughs) bud was productive here bud was productive opposite side what bud we could get for a pack of condoms and and a snickers bar I'm pretty sure we could get him back here really cheap. I think he would be happy to come back here uh, after the disaster that was Tennessee. I, you know what? Why not go get go get Bud Dupree? The guy knows the defense. The guy knows the personnel. The guy, you know, at this point, why go out and spend a lot of money trying to find that extra that 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 depth? Yeah. Bring back Dupree. Yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Um, who else? Uh, got Leonard Floyd? Maybe. 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 He might cost way too much, might want to be a starter. But, you know, the way we run through our outside linebackers, you never know. Yeah. Shit, might need them. But there's options out there. I, you know, they got to find they, – they need depth at that position big time because there really is no depth on this team. I mean, as you and I were talking yesterday here at the studio. We were here watching some college basketball, and we were talking about the Philadelphia formula. The Philadelphia formula, of course, being this Omar Khan and Andy Weedle, the way that they operate and the way that they run things. And we were talking, Mike, about, you know, as these players move on, you know, draft accordingly, yeah. have them players right down the same spot. They have a good system, a good formula. Again, you, you hate to say that you're taking something out of Philly's playbook, but you know, once in our life, let's humble ourselves yeah. and say this is working for them. Yeah, and what we're doing hasn't been working for at least seven to 11 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they look, you know, as you're referencing, you know, Philly, they're, they lose hard games. Guess what? You know, we have our defensive tackle ready to go. Andrews, guess what? We have our linebacker ready to go. Oh, we lost this, this guy. Hey, guess what? Who, who we drafted last year. Okay. This is a projected starter replacement. So, smart moves smart moves smart moves and we're bringing someone along who from that organization who you know he was key in a lot of these drafts especially for the o-line and d-line and bring that philosophy in this is why you know it took a long time to find 
a GM. We eventually said it on Omar Khan. Omar Khan, I think, knows Andy Weidel, knows what he does, says, hey, if you're get, getting me, he has to come too. And they're they're planning out this free, this offseason per, almost perfectly, addressing holes, major holes that need filled, and hopefully supplement through the draft and see whose you know, contracts are up next year, look for maybe those positions to be filled as well. Uh, things are looking up, boys. Just things think if this was the, the same formula that we have been going with, and we knew that we needed a linebacker. We knew that we needed an offensive line. We knew that we needed cornerbacks, and we didn't really touch anything. Maybe we brought in a, a second-tier linebacker. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that we did do it. We cleaned the house. Mm-hmm. We brought in a whole new set of linebackers. You brought in two offensive linemen. You yeah. brought in a Pro Bowl cornerback, uh, which some argue that he might be a little bit past his prime. But you know what? I, I haven't heard anything – of that nature that prior to us making the move, nobody yeah. was saying that Pat Pete was, was, you know, struggling in Minnesota. You know what? The Minnesota defense was one of the better defenses in the league last year. Yeah. So that, until he came like and people surprising. seen that number right beside mm-hmm. his, his name, then all of a sudden, well, he's 32. Yeah. But, um, I, I, you know what these guys, I like, I like what they're doing. Defensive line, of course, is something that I, I feel that we need to, uh, that we need to address at some point. That's probably going to be a draft thing. But 17, 32, and 49, guys, we have three, yeah. three, three picks in, in the first 50. So, you know, um, whether it be building depth behind what we just did, whether it be getting the, the star that we want for the future and start grooming him behind the guys that we just brought in or start working on the defensive line, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. This, guys, I, I, I'm beside myself with how, how excited I am how this offseason is going. Oh, and, they, they definitely, sorry, real quick, they definitely need to address nose in free agency or the draft. They need a big body right in the middle. I will say this. If four, one of these four players is going to be there, and if forget the, the tackle idea if they are going to be there. Um, Simpson, Reese, Carter, and Smith. Ooh. If, one of the, if one of those four players are there, you got to get them. I don't care what I do not care about a tackle, a left tackle. If one of those players are there, you got to get them. What? So even if say, so even if any of the left tackles are there, you're going yes, linebacker, yes. D line, yes, who, because there's still going to be a tackle at 32. Mm, that's true. Greece, mm. I wouldn't mind, but uh, and Hayward is getting up there, and he obviously hasn't shown it. Oh, he's shown it. He's shown it. He's washed. Yes, he's very washed. He's. I think that's what Derpy was saying. Um, I need one of them. I I need. We just need a really. We need a big body in the middle. And as we mentioned last week, uh, Demarvin Leal, he he's 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 crafty. He's skilled, of course. You see, he he. There's potential. We just need a big. I mean, he's he's not that big of a guy in in the sense of a defensive lineman. We need a big guy to to just block some holes to clog some holes and like you know as we've done in the past with the three four it allows our linebackers to do what it is that they do so at some point i do expect us to to to, to make a um a significant pickup on a defensive line and it doesn't look like it's going to be pre, uh free agency Mm-mm. unless something happens over the next couple you know that, that we don't know about it just seems to me that um and then also like you said the derpy the receivers you're kind of concerned at that position as well so i mean yeah, you know, like you said, you would probably get good at uh, the fourth or maybe at eighty in the third. I'm looking at you know for that D line. 
all my lights dying on me. Um, I'm still banging the drum for uh, Siaka Ika. He's six four, three hundred and fifty eight pounds. Good luck moving him out the middle. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he can get low though, because you know low man wins. But I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him in the middle. Um, one of the guys I was telling Ryan about, also another D line prospect later in the draft, Moro Ojimo out of um yeah Texas t- out of Texas six three two eighty one. He, he's he yeah, dominated the comedy. Yeah, he'd be a good you know outside. You know, one of the three, four ends. I, I'm taking a look at him. Uh, mm, Breeze, he'd be another one. Like you were saying, he he's more of an edge. Not an edge. One of those four players and, will be there. Yeah, D end. Uh, mm. Now, Jalen Carter, his mm. pro day wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Man, my man's only getting community service. Hey, he's going to be gone. Somebody, somebody, somebody's this, not going to give a like shit. Warren Sapp, man, when Warren Sapp had the off-field issues and just kept falling in Tampa Bay, grabbed him. Ray he's going to drop. Falling, somebody's going to grab him. You know, I, I, yes, before us, but he's going to drop. Oh, absolutely. He, if he's there at 17. You take him. Do you take – Mike, is a Pittsburgh Steeler a Like GM? I said, you take one of those four players that they are there, and one of them's going to be there. Maybe not of two. Let me ask you, if he's still available, mm-hmm. do you take him at 17? Yeah. Good. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You, you, I saw what he did in college. I don't care about the pro day. You know, he did yeah. have a lot of stuff going on leading up to it. Yes, a lot of it was everything about it was self-inflicted. But, you know, I saw the game tape. I watched this dude play. That is, you know, he's a no monster. That no two ways a, about that. Yeah, he was potential a number the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Like him and Will Anderson if, you know, the Bears didn't trade. So, yeah, if you can get projected to be number one, was one of the best, if not the best defensive lineman in all of football. Somebody's going to take him. Like, take him. I, oh, yeah, someone's going to take you know, him. Like I said, he, he's, he's too good. There's, you know, mm-hmm. here's the thing there's a lot more teams that are less prideful yeah. than we are that just want to win. And I, I think somebody will grab him up certainly oh, yeah. sooner than we do. Uh, Mike, you know who's really in, in Derpy, who I, I am really impressed with almost as much as what the Steelers are doing in free agency and in the offseason. Is the Detroit Lions? Yeah. Boy, if it isn't every day, I'm seeing another move, another guy. Lions and the Bears are making moves. That NFC North might be worth watching for once. And you know what? It's going to be fun because it's going to have no Aaron Rodgers. Oh God, that's the thing of beauty right there. But yeah, my God, they decide like the the Lions decide uh, the safety from the Eagles, my- uh, Johnson, Chauncey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah they're just I, uh, my thing I, is why would they get rid of Jamal Williams? They literally let Jamal Williams walk. Yeah. Well, they end up getting uh, another running back, didn't they? I know, but Jamal Williams is better. Yeah. yeah I, I just you gotta, like you the direction do, they're you going. Fit everyone in within the salary cap, man. Salary cap, you know. It, it For makes arguably it hard to keep the, everyone. the the least successful franchise in NFL history, and by the sense I'm saying this was, you know, these are the new Browns. They've only been around since '99. The Houston. Uh, Texans only been around for so long. The Lions are arguably the worst franchise in the history of the NFL because they've been around almost, you know, the longest. They've been, you know, it's been a pretty long time and they have literally won nothing. I would like nothing more to see the Detroit Lions do something this year. And you know what? If a Steeler Lions Super Bowl is what it is and a Steeler Lions Super Bowl is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but the Lions. I do think get... they're going to win their conference. I think they're going to. I think division. Gonna, I mean, division. I, They'll definitely go to the playoffs. I, I cannot believe that this Lions team won't go to the playoffs this year. You, you have David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift as, as your two running backs. A nice little one-two punch there. 
Yeah, Hutchinson. <laughs> and it, this, it, it, it feet, you know, you have to sound love like what they're doing on defense. Yeah, you can't fit everyone in under, so you got to let someone go and, and get a running back cheaper. You got to get them. I mean, Jared, Jared Goff, he's been to yeah. a Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. I mean, he only put up he only put up three points in that Super Bowl, but nonetheless. <laughs> but yeah. That was the worst Super Bowl. It was a very important years. 13 that was like to one three. Of the worst Super Bowls ever. Ugh. Um, here's something, guys. Uh, let's, let's blow a little smoke up our Pittsburgh Steelers' asses, huh? Uh, the Chris Boswell. Anybody catch this? I think I put it up on the uh, on the social media pages yesterday. Chris Boswell's 24 field goals from 50-plus yards are now the most in Steelers' history. Gary Anderson and Jeff Reed shared the previous record with eight. Eight, guys. Eight. As great as Gary Anderson was and as great as Jeff Reed was during his tenure here, they only managed to kick eight field goals of 50 yards and plus and more chris boswell already guys has 24 you know what as bad as chris boswell struggled or uh i don't think he struggled but he didn't kick as well as he done in the past they've even considered bringing in other guys to compete with him there's no the way money. You, can't, you can't go chris boswell you can't get rid of chris boswell if you're the steelers yeah no you can't you and- can't you can't like with um Gary Anderson and those field goals, I was I, thought, I was thinking about this the other day. Remember in Gary Anderson's time though, a fifty yard field goal was something huge. Yeah, oh, that was time. huge. Now it's like, oh, you know he he's it's just a fifty two yard fifty four yard field goal. This should be a chip shot. It's a piece of cake. It's a they, piece they of cake. Yeah. I'm like, what? Back then, fifty. <laughs> you were lucky to have a guy were, a guy were, kick a fifty year yeah. field. 50-yard field goal back then. Yeah, hey, P, welcome, like my man. Automa- Real quick, automa- let me address P this morning. P says, I heard Steelers-Lions Super Bowl. I must be drunk. Well, that- <laughs> that's just a Monday, P. <laughs> a beat as you as it may. You may be drunk, P. But, yes, Steelers-Lions, this is my way, 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 way too early Super Bowl pick. Lions-Steelers, you heard it here, baby. Put your money on that. You're going to be a rich man. No, you're not. You're gonna be a broke man. <laughs> I have zero faith in Jared Goff and Kenny Pickett to make oh, that happen. Oh, I got faith in my, I got faith in Kenny. But you know what? That uh, that Jared Goff, you know what? They, they had a Matt Stafford, and what they do, they 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 always stink when they're there. I mean, Stafford had an okay career, but like, look at Charlie Badge. Remember, they, he got crushed year after year after year in Detroit. He came here. He was an amazing backup. Yeah, because he was uh, a backup here. Well, look at Stafford, though, too. Year after year after year, he was getting crushed. And then yeah, he goes out and he wins there. the Super Bowl. You know, so I, I I hope I hope that Jared Goff can make something happen up there. Because, like I said, I think if this team don't make the playoffs this year, it's going to be a shame because they did just about as much, maybe more, as we did in this offseason so far. Well, they've done a lot, man. And they yeah, have the draft is... still, too. And they, they have, what, they have the Rams pick, they have their pick, and they're picking high in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to see them. This this is my dream. I want Will Anderson Jr. to fall to their first pick, so they can have Aiden Hutchinson and Will Anderson Jr. Two of the best mm. young outside edge rushers in football. That'd that be scary. Be excited, that, oh my god, that team would be exciting. They're already much. scary, and that'd be like they'd yeah. be set. The only way they could choke is the coaching. And Dan Campbell's a nut, so you don't know what you're getting. I like him. I like this guy. I like him. If I had to work for he's him, fiery. Like for I him, like fire. And again, I why you better work for a guy that's fiery, you wouldn't do well. But you know what? That it, no, it's, a, saying, it's a I love watching him from it's afar. a tough sport, it's a physical sport. And if you can't get loud with somebody, then you know what? You're in the wrong sport. No, I like this guy, no. I like his red nose. 
yeah, yes, the guy yeah. he's he's going to be a good football. He's a whack coach. job, and I love him. I love him, but I wouldn't want to work for him. Or play there's for plenty him. of whack jobs already yeah. in the league. This oh, guy, yeah, I would absolutely. work for in a second. I love this kind of coach. I, I I would I would be so fired up, and I'd be hitting people every play if I had this guy as my boss. But uh, you know what? We only have ten minutes left in the show. Unfortunately, we got oh. we got to move on, guys. We have a game tonight, guys. The Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins play now. They are on a three game losing streak, as Mike and I talked about in the past. This team is streaky one way or the other all the time. You can't win simultaneous win loss win loss simultaneous. It's either got to be a streak win streak or a losing streak. Unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Penguins are sitting on a three game losing streak. They lost the third game against the Rangers, Mike. They played them three times last week: Sunday, middle of the week, and then again on Saturday. And it got worse every time. We beat them the first time. The second time was a close loss. In the third game, we lost 6 nothing, 6 nothing to the Rangers. Mike, we kind of need these games. And hear, hear me out. We have 13. The Penguins have 13 games left. One of them being tonight. Uh, they play Ottawa. Ottawa's 33-31-5. The Penguins are 34-25-10. and 10. And I don't know who we're going with at goal, but Yari, Mike, he got he got pulled again. Well, he was the first goalie off the ice in practice in morning skate. So you know what that means, boys. Yeah, look for him to be pulled again. Um, he gave up four goals on seventeen shots against the Rangers before he got pulled. Um, <laughs> in his last eleven games, let me let me give you some let me give you some knowledge here. No, I want to. His last eleven this. starts, eighty six. 863 save percentage, 86%. Mm -hmm. 4.17 uh, <laughs> goals per game and pulled four times. I love it. <laughs> last 11 starts. He's, so mm. I don't think we're any closer at this point than we were earlier in the year with this guy and with this team. And I, I you know, at this point, I just say let's get to the playoffs to keep our little streak alive because I th think that's all we really have going for us. Beyond that, uh, Mike, please explain to me, please, please explain to me that, that there's if there is any way that this team can do anything if they do stumble into the playoffs by chance. Oh, no, they, yes. they can't do a thing. They're going to get bounced. First try first next round. year. Here we come. Let's go. Exactly. Um, now, uh, Marcus Peterson, um, he's now been placed on long term IR. Uh, Marcus Peterson is only one of our, you know, him and Latang are our top defensemen. And now we're out Peterson. That's not good. Dude's been a rock all year on the back end. And yeah, so the hits just keep on coming. They're going to have to, they have to keep playing um, Jeff Carter, who sucks because, you know, oh, wow, he wins some face offs. But yeah, when he wins a face off, he's useless out there. So you basically, you know, you give the other team a power play when he's out on the ice. Dumo has fallen off a cliff. Might as well just, you know, get rid of him. He sucks. But hey, guess what? Can't do that because, you know, Marcus Peterson's hurt. This team is a complete mess. We are wasting, wasting the final years of three Hall of Famers. This Sullivan refuses to change anything because right now Hexall can't do anything. Trade deadline's come and gone. Now it's all on Sullivan to try and change tactics. Refuses to do so. It they're gonna lose. They are gonna they at right now do they you... are in danger. They are in danger of missing the playoffs. Let me ask you this, now, knowing that they're going to lose, thinking, you know, I mean, there's really no way that they're going to be able to accomplish anything if they do yeah. get in the playoffs. Would you rather them, Mike, not make the playoffs, or would you rather them get in keep that streak alive, being 
longest active streak in the NHL uh, playoffs. And just, just to keep that going, knowing that there's no chance, I would rather that, that happened. I mean, it's an accomplishment. It's something that we can say that we had, we're doing better than everybody else. Um, we have won several Stanley Cups. It isn't like those are our only accomplishments. Yeah. Do you would you prefer this team to just eh, let's hang it up and, and do it next year, or would you like to see them get in and, and take the L and and just um you know continue them being adding to their storied franchise? I want them to miss the playoffs. You do want uh, to miss know, the playoffs? Do I? Because that's going to be a wake up call. You know, because every time they and go into the playoffs and they get again. bounced out. Oh, well, this player was hurt. Oh, well, we had this guy. Oh, we didn't have that guy. There's always an excuse. You don't make it now. You choke down the end. And there are no more excuses. Heads will roll. And that's what needs to happen. And they, yeah. they need to miss this and they need a slap in the face reality. I'm not talking about Malcolm Latang, um, Crosby, Zucker, Gensel, Peterson. It's everyone else needs a slap in the face of look, you outside of those handful of players, no one pulled their weight here. You're the reason why we did not make the playoffs. You know, we need to blow it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they need to tar and feather Ron Hextall. That's where I would start. I would tar and feather him. Like the amount of money you're paying Crosby, Malkin and Latang, they take up the, the least amount of cat space for, for superstars. And you can't build a competitive team. You should be able to build a field, a huge just a dynamic roster around the three of what they are being paid. They're being paid peanuts compared to, you know, um, look at the duo up in Edmonton, Dreisaitl and um, McDavid, you know, and they have a decent squad around them. They, you, mm, this team, it needs blown up. It needs blown up, but you're, you're saddled with Jeff Carter's salary. Even if he retires, guess what? Still suck with his pay. And mm, I'm flummoxed. I am flustered. I'm angry when it comes to the Penguins. Uh, so there you have it, guys. They do play tonight. They're at home. They play the Ottawa Senators. That game will be at <laughs> You know what, P? Just plucking a, a goalie out of juniors right now might actually be better. Right. Just bring them right up. Throw the That's what I'm saying. I mean, say, Go and mm, kid play. You might, yeah, you're right. You might just get that 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 energy that he's like, <laughs> he has the mindset. Where... But we, we can't move anyone up and down the roster because we're in salary cap hell. There's no one in the farm system that's any good. Uh, XFL guys, there were four games started last Thursday that finished up last finished up last night. I do want to say, Rod Woodson, Mike Derpy, P. Rod Woodson did get his first win for those Vegas Vipers. They did win, Mike. The Vegas Vipers now one and four beat the Orlando Guardians thirty five to thirty two. The Orlando Guardians are now zero and five. They are the one team left. Somebody had to win this game. Vegas Vipers zero and four. Guardians 0-4. Rod Woodson did get that victory 35-32. I like it. Way to go, Rod. Yes. Also, um, undefeated Houston Roughnecks. They take the L Thursday night. I believe we talked about that briefly on Friday to the Seattle Sea Dragons. They are now 4-1. The other undefeated team in the league, the D.C. Defenders, who Mike likes, they uh, extended their winning streak to 5-0. They are 5-0 to start the season. They beat uh, St. Louis. Uh, 28 to 20. And finally, last night, the uh, Heinz Ward coach, San Antonio Brahmas, they take the L on the chin from the Arlington Renegades. Renegades are three and two. Brahmas are now one and four. And the final count on that was 12 to 10. 12 to 10. Barn burner, boys, barn burner. Yes. Also, uh, Pirates over the weekend, they beat the Twins on Friday, six to four. They lost to the Orioles on Saturday. 
eight to nothing. One of the days they were off. I don't know what day it was. And today at 105, they played the Red Sox. So Red Sox Buccos today, 105. Feel the excitement. Warning. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Feel the excitement. Bucko baseball. Feel the excitement. Should beat them. Red Sox have no future either. Now, here's what we're going to do. You're going to pick either Steelers or Penguins. Derpy. Who pick pick one for did then I'm going to lead into what what it is we're doing. So pick one Steelers or Penguins for our trivia of the day. Steelers. Steelers. So what we're going to do? The Steelers went to eight Super Bowls. I'm going to start at the very beginning. <laughs> You're going to name the first team. Then we're going to go to the other guy. He's going to name the next team we played. Then we're going to go back to the other guy and to the next team we played. And we're going to go through all eight of their Super Bowls, win, lose. In chronological order, and I'm going to start with Mike. Mike, the very first Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl was against who? Uh, Vikings. Vikings, correct. Derpy, the second Steelers Super Bowl was against who? I don't know. I wasn't born yet. Okay. Neither uh, did I. All right. <laughs> Um, um, I'm gonna go. You you could you Cowboys. could you, Cowboys is correct. Mike, third Super Bowl. Who did the Steelers play? Cowboys. Correct. Fourth Super Bowl, Derpy. Who did the Steelers play? Rams. Correct. Fifth Super Bowl. Who did the Steelers play, Mike? Cowboys. Correct. Sixth Super Bowl. Who did the Steelers play, Derpy? I feel like I should know this. I'm, I'm probably one off Seahawks. The Seahawks, Mike. Next Super Bowl, who did the Steelers play? Cardinals. Cardinals. Next Super Bowl, who did the Steelers play? I don't know why I froze. Green on Bay. One. Green Bay. I don't know why I froze on that Cardinal one. I thought that somebody would, would trip up somewhere. You guys both got it. I just threw that together real quick because I didn't have a really – I didn't have a, a real trivia coming into today, but you guys did very well. That was 100% derpy. I thought I thought, I thought you were going to miss it there once we were around that second or third Super Bowl, but these guys all nailed it. It was a great like, job. It was I, a f- I, like how, I like how derpy said I wasn't born yet. I wasn't born yet either, and I knew that <laughs> once they went to the seventh. <laughs> that's, how that's old do you think I am? None of us were born at that time, Derpy. <laughs> None of us. I, I don't think for the first four Super Bowls, I, I might have been born like in the tail end of that last one or something in the seventies. But um, but that that was that was your softball for spring. It's the first day of spring. I gave you softball. We'll come back at you tomorrow with some more difficult ones. Mike, why don't you go and tell everybody about the website? Kudamyinders.com, the number two D U M Y I N Z E R S dot com. We have links for YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. Everything you need for us is over there. YouTube, I already mentioned YouTube, um, but email address, Twitter handles, merchandise store, all there, www.2dumyenders.com. Go check it out, everybody. We are on all week long, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, we hope that we, you please continue to keep checking us out. Um, the show that we do this that particular day, for example, today, this show will be up on Spotify at 8 o'clock this evening. So if you just have an opportunity and a chance to listen to the show, not watch it, go over to Spotify after 8 o'clock to see today's show um 
I believe, I do believe that is everything for the day, guys. Derpy, we're going to turn to you for the words of wisdom for the day. What, what do you got, brother? I'm just going to rock with what I've been saying. <laughs> do it. Always appreciate the little, little things in life because it could be worse. You could be a Browns fan. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, hey, everybody, again, we do thank you check uh, for checking us out. We hope that you continue to do so on the board. Uh, it's always great seeing you, P. And then for uh, everybody else, have a great day. Enjoy the first day of spring. Mike? I got something to say. Please. I saw this got tweet. something to say. I saw this tweet. It was great. It's from your buddy, Mark Madden. Oh. It reads, Jeff Carter's sixth in the NHL in face-off winning percentage. By the way, they had luxury seating on the Hindenburg. <laughs> there you go everybody uh derpy mike ryan two dumb yins have a great first day of spring we'll see everybody tomorrow bye-bye peace <laughs> oh, no 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 <laughs> <laughs>